All right, everybody, welcome to the Backseat Huddle Podcast, episode 38. I'm back after a small break, but I'm going to be taking you guys around the NFL. What little there is to talk about right now, kind of a slow portion of the offseason, but I'll be talking to you guys about Odell Beckham to the Ravens. Going to give you my quick opinions on that. I'm going to be talking to you guys about Carson Palmer, who said some pretty controversial things uh, when he was on Colin Cowherd. He said that Joe Burrow is better than Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to explain to you why that's kind of right, kind of wrong. I'm going to go ahead and explain to you. He also said that Sam Darnold has an opportunity to be in the Super Bowl this year. So I'm going to go ahead and talk about all that with you guys today. So without further ado, let's just go ahead and get into it. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and start off with Odell Beckham Jr. signing with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, so Odell Beckham Jr. to the Ravens is a better idea than it is reality, and that's totally okay. So Odell Beckham Jr. is not the OBJ that we once knew. We all need to temper our expectations for him in this offense, despite the fact that that he will be in an offense with Lamar Jackson, potentially. Let's look at the reality of what Odell Beckham Jr. is. The guy has had multiple big-time injuries throughout the past few years and hasn't played an NFL snap in a year and a half. So I understand what people want this to be, and we all want him to be the OBJ that we saw during his time with the New York Giants. We all want to see that again but that just isn't a realistic expectation for him. At this moment in time, he is a wide receiver too on an offense that's going to be most likely very run-heavy and run-centric, which is a very similar role to what we saw him deal with in Cleveland. Now, given in Cleveland, he was not the wide receiver too. He was wide receiver 1A or 1B with Jarvis Landry, who had remarkable remarkably similar stats to OBJ when they were in Cleveland. And the Ravens also have a much better quarterback. We think uh, this season with Lamar Jackson and Cleveland did with Baker Mayfield. So he's got some things going for him. However, the hope here has to be that Rashad Bateman, who is also coming off a big injury is able to step into the wide receiver one role in Baltimore. And OBJ is the complimentary piece to him. But the idea that OBJ is going to walk into the Ravens locker room and be the wide receiver one and have 90 catches, 1300 yards, 10 touchdowns and change this offense. It just isn't realistic since he Odell Beckham jr. Was traded from New York in three seasons combined, 19, 20 and 2021 OBJ has 1891 yards and 12 touchdowns that's 600 yards and four touchdowns per season on average and that he had one 1000 yard season and that was the furthest away from today in his first season with Cleveland I know what you're thinking but he's been hurt but he had Baker Mayfield at quarterback but he looked really good in the playoffs before the Rams with the Rams before he got hurt and you're right. You're right on all of those things. But he's now also older. He's on the wrong side of 30. And he is now a player who really has dealt with a bunch of injuries. That takes a toll. And he hasn't stepped foot on the football field 
since February 13th of 2022. By the time Odell Beckham Jr. steps on the field for the Ravens, it will have been a year and a half since he last played the game of football. The best ability you can have is availability, and Odell Beckham Jr. has proven that he's not available. Even if he is, it's not realistic to expect OBJ to be anything more than a complementary piece in an offense that is not going to be designed around the passing game or around him. The passing game should be more prevalent for the Ravens under new offensive coordinator Todd Munkin. But Munkin's offense is known for creating mismatches with tight ends and featuring tight ends, which we know Lamar Jackson likes to throw to anyway. And the Ravens have an excellent tight end room. So my expectations for OBJ are not overwhelming. The thing that's actually really weird about this story and Odell Beckham Jr. signing with the Ravens is that at initial glance, the Ravens signing OBJ would indicate that Lamar Jackson is indeed coming back to Baltimore. However, that's not necessarily the case. At Odell Beckham Jr.'s introductory press conference, Lamar he said, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. said, and I quote, Lamar, if you're watching, I would love to get to work with you. End quote. Later on, he said there's no assurances that Lamar Jackson would be a Raven. So... With all that in mind, the OBJ signing with the Ravens appears to be this. The Ravens, they seem to want to keep Lamar. They went out and they overpaid for an over-the-hill wide receiver in OBJ, who I would guess is someone that Lamar wants to play with. It seems like they made the Ravens made an effort to get Lamar's guy in-house and made an effort to appease Lamar Jackson and basically say, say to him, see, we want you here. We got your guy. This feels very similar to what the Packers did with Aaron Rodgers and Randall Cobb. And OBJ signed with the Ravens because I, I would guess they offered him the most money and he may get to play with Lamar Jackson. If you're in the space that Odell is in where he has a ring already, he's near the end of the career, it makes sense to secure your wallet before your playing days are over. So those are my thoughts on OBJ to the Ravens. Let's move on to a former player. Uh, Carson Palmer recently came out and said some interesting things on Colin Cowherd, where he said that Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the NFL, and he is better than Patrick Mahomes saying he's more consistent and he's more accountable to run the system in the play that's called. So I do feel that it is, it's a little absurd to say that Joe Burrow is better than Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is likely to go down as the greatest ever play. Right now, Mahomes has two MVPs, two Super Bowl titles, two Super Bowl MVPs, and Joe Burrow doesn't have any of those things. So we can throw the Burrow is better than Mahomes thing right out the window. However, when Carson Palmer says that Joe Burrow is more consistent and more accountable to run the system and the play that is called than Patrick Mahomes is, I don't feel like that's a criticism of Patrick Mahomes. I just think he's right. Patrick Mahomes isn't a traditional quarterback or hasn't been. Joe Burrow is. Joe Burrow very much fits the mold of what we have seen in the past with quarterbacks. He is in the mold of Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning. And I'm not saying he's going to be any of those guys or will have that type of career. 
But Joe Burrow, optically, and the way he plays the game is the type of quarterback we've seen succeed throughout the history of the NFL. Drop back, deliver the ball. And Patrick Mahomes hasn't been that guy up to this point in his career. He's certainly taken strides and become more of that type of player. But really, his game, he's been the exception, not the rule in regards to traditional quarterback success. What you see Patrick Mahomes do is unique. There isn't really a ton of players that we can compare Patrick Mahomes to that have had this, the same type of success that he has. I mean, there's certainly a few you think Big Ben, you think Aaron Rodgers come to mind, but it's the players, the quarterbacks that look and play like Burrow have that have had the most success historically in the NFL, not the players who play like Mahomes. Mahomes is the exception, not the rule. I believe what Carson Palmer said has a level of truth to it. To look at Joe Burrow and say that he is a better drop back and deliver the ball quarter type of quarterback than Patrick Mahomes is feels wildly fair. Every bit as much as it feels fair to say that Justin Fields is a better runner than Patrick Mahomes is. Now I digress that the passing difference, the passing difference between Burrow and Mahomes is far smaller than the, the running difference between Fields and Mahomes is. But it's a fair thing to say. It's just pointing out the difference between what Burroughs and what Mahomes' respective games are. Highlighting one is not a criticism of the other. Moreover, it's also wildly fair to say that Carson Palmer is a homer when he looks at Burrow and says, Burrow is better than Mahomes. I'm sure that Carson Palmer as a former drop-back quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, watches Joe Burrow, current drop-back quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, and sees similarity to his game and feels some affection towards Joe Burrow. And that makes him incredibly impartial. I absolutely do not think that Joe Burrow is better than Patrick Mahomes, but is it fair to look at a specific aspect of Joe Burrow's game, and that is drop-back, pass, and operate the ball, either operate the offense within the confines of the offense and say that he does that better than Mahomes. Yeah, I think it's incredibly fair. It's also fair to say that Mahomes operates outside of the playbook on an improvisational level better than Burrow does. It's okay for both players to be great at something and perhaps better than the other at a specific aspect of their game. But Mahomes is currently the better player and I don't know that I ever see that not being the case. There is a reason that Mahomes is the bar for every player out there. Now, one more crazy thing that Carson Palmer said, uh, he was talking about Sam Darnold and his move to the 49ers. Carson Palmer said of Sam Darnold, I think he's got as good a chance to win a Super Bowl this year as any quarterback in the NFL. I really don't think that's as crazy of a statement as it sounds like it is. When you hear Sam Darnold and Super Bowl in the same sentence, it raises an eyebrow. It did for me. When I first heard it, I thought Carson Palmer is officially a crazy person. But then I had the realization, Sam Darnold is now a 49er. And that's because of that, him winning the Super Bowl is really not such a crazy idea. If there was such a thing as an easy place to play quarterback, it would be in San Francisco. Let's take a little bit of a history lesson. Nick Mullins, 
who was the quarterback for the 49ers once upon a time, and he really wasn't that good. But he currently has the honor of saying that through 13 starts, he is third in NFL history for most passing yards behind Patrick Mahomes and Andrew Luck. And that's elite company. And despite that, he went 5-11. and 11. So <laughs> this team is set up for quarterbacks to have success, regardless of your actual skill level. This is also a team that last season, as we know, was led by Brock Purdy, the last pick in the draft. And we all know that last season, they ran off 10 or 11 straight wins and made it to the NFC title game for the second season in a row. It is not wild to look at Sam Darnold, who was once drafted number two overall, and say that he is arguably the most physically gifted slash talented player at quarterback that Mike Shanahan, head coach for San Francisco, has ever had. And it's this is also by far the best coach that Sam Darnold has ever had. This is also a very stacked roster, as we all know. So if you put all of that together, it is wildly fair to take a look at this take that Sam Darnold could win the Super Bowl this season and realize it's really not that crazy of a take. Look, if Brock Purdy can lead the San Francisco 49ers to the championship game, it is wildly possible that a bigger, stronger, faster, better athlete can take them one game further with almost the exact same team. So it seems like it's a crazy statement, but it's really not, especially if you consider the lack of depth that the NFC has in terms of quarterbacks, especially with Aaron Rodgers likely on the move to the Jets. So it's really not too crazy, not too much of a hot take. It's I wouldn't exactly consider it a great take, but I can understand the rationale behind it. So that's it. That's my show today. Thank you guys all for listening, watching. Take care, everybody.